Welcome to Clintonville On Call, the podcast of interesting conversations with people who reside or work in the neighborhood of Clintonville, Ohio. I'm your host, Susan Gauntz. This is the last of three episodes about the oldest house in Clintonville. During this podcast, Brad Schwartz explains how he restored the porches on his home, including taking a trip with his wife to the Finger Lakes for ideas and finding a carpenter in Connecticut with a lathe big enough to recreate the existing posts. You forget about some of the uh, smaller projects, like we talked about the papering the ceilings and yeah. all that and rebuilding and all that. The, the, those are, you know, even though they took months, I don't even really think about doing them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Just something you had to do. I talked about, you know, we re, uh, restored the wood siding of the house, um, constructed the uh, three porches. The side porch was put in when they duplexed the house, mm-hmm. like back in 1960 or so. And that was a secondary entrance to the upstairs thing. They built a wall inside the kitchen to mm-hmm. separate that off from the downstairs kitchen, which I had to take out and restore that. So, But I put a, a more substantial porch on the side. And uh, I mean, why not? Right, exactly. <laughs> and, yeah, right. and then did the the wraparound porch in the front, and then the over porch, which was kind of a uh, circus act yeah. of building that thing up 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 above the bay window mm-hmm. off the uh, parlor. Yeah, the, this bay window is interesting. Wait, did you add that, or was that a? Well, it, it was original was feature, okay. and like I said, when we took the siding off, yeah. right, maybe we didn't talk about that. We took the siding off of the house. Mm-hmm. That, that asbestos siding, you could see the old scars uh-huh. from where the porch dimensions were right. and then the post dimensions where the posts were mounted mm-hmm. and things like that, you know. So, right. we, so it gives you a, a pattern for, right. re, for rebuilding. And then the, so you could see where the um, uh, over porch dimensions were. Mm-hmm. You know, this was over the bay window it's a four foot deep bay window that sticks out from the parlor and then they had the over porch above that and that's on that that's outside our bedroom upstairs and uh we interesting we went to um the finger lakes region one year and because i knew there were a lot of homes of this same vintage up there and we also checked out wineries and restaurants and all that (laughs) just while we were there yeah exactly (laughs) and uh so we we got good uh, indication of what an over porch would look like and and uh, that kind of thing. So we were able to rebuild, but there was there, and I imagine they took it off. This was before 1940 that it was removed because the picture I got, the small picture yeah. from the second owners, didn't have the over porch on it, okay. and it was probably had probably because of water incursion because uh. because it, it would be very easy for water to get in there. Um, there was some indication, that was one of the reasons why the, the ceilings in the parlor were falling down because yeah. it had been wet, you know, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, like in the, in, in the past. First thing I did was put a rubber membrane down mm-hmm. above that bay, like a yeah. thick rubber membrane to keep that water out and then pulled it up onto the side of the house. And so it's, it's, it's watertight now. Yeah, that's so, good. Uh, what about the post you had to have made? Yeah, because I took it around as a wraparound porch instead yeah. of just in the front of the house. The original porch, front porch, stopped at the northwest corner of the house. Mm-hmm. And um, so I wanted to make a wraparound porch, and it's right. now a 200-square-foot porch, to just be more usable, and, and it's, it's been great. I keep my uh, – we have um, – 
I got about 60 different uh, cacti and succulents, oh, huge nice. ones that yeah. I've had for like 50 years now. Wow. Yeah. And I, those get moved out to the porch every summer. So, uh, but so uh, to do, in order to do the over porch, because those posts are gone, and uh, to do the wraparound, we had to have some more posts made. Yeah. And I, I looked. Uh, again, pre-internet. So, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I looked around the area, made some calls and stuff, and the, nobody in the area, in the Midwest here, had a lathe long enough to make these posts. Mm. Uh, so I uh, contracted with a company in Connecticut, and I sent one of the posts to them. Yeah. And then they reproduced out of the same exact material that our posts wow. were made out of, yeah. exact posts. Yeah, wow. And uh, so I was able to rebuild, or I was able to rebuild the porch and uh, uh, make it the, the wraparound. And uh, uh, so it's, yeah, it's, it's um, you do what you got to do. You know, we're, like I said, we're the, uh, I consider ourselves the stewards of our mm-hmm. generation for this house. Right. You know? yeah. And we made the commitment to, Try to keep things as original as possible. Right, right. And uh, I, mean, and I could have sure have. I could, yeah. I could have just gone down to a big right. box store and right. bought some posts and stuff, right. yeah, and then replaced all of them. But I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll right. you know, I'll see what right. I can do about making it look original. The uh, uh, Truesdells, the second owners of the house from 1942, had two daughters, and um, they were born before they moved into the house. And they came over a couple of times when they were like in their 80s yeah. to just see the house and stuff. And they're, yeah. they're, they're both artists. They live out of town. And, yeah. uh, uh, but they, they, they made a point of coming by and they would, uh, one of the women, she, uh, was, was really into turtles when she was a, a, a girl. You yeah. Know? And my daughter loved turtles oh, too. We, we have yeah. a, we have a couple of turtles. So they they called her the Turtle Girl when she yeah. was very young. So they <laughs> yeah. talk about turtles. And all but they one of the things they said was there was a uh, a floorboard on the porch that was loose that you could tip oh, like that. Okay. And they would uh, put like in a bag or something. They would yeah. put clothes that they weren't supposed to wear to school yeah. in the bag and then hide it underneath this floorboard <laughs> and then when they left the house bye mom bye yeah, dad yeah, yeah. they did go out and they get the stuff and then they change somewhere you know That's funny. The, they, they, but um but they they said that the um porches uh looked almost identical to what they remembered except for being a wraparound porch because we right. used you know, a lot of the same materials yeah, right. and all that so. yeah that's great yeah. Hey, and times don't change, you know. Hiding the clothes. Is that right? Is it still, yeah. <laughs> is it still a popular thing yeah. to do? Yeah. I don't know. It all depends, I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, you uh, you try to push the bounds a little exactly. bit, you know. I've realized lately that there isn't a surface in the house yeah. that I haven't touched and redone. Yeah. I'll Even bet. if it's just, you know, we try to keep it period. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. what about, does the designation um, in National Historic Properties, are there any, like, tax benefits to you? Like, for any of these restorations, do you get any benefit well, from it? Or for a private residence, no. Yeah. If it's a commercial structure, there are tax abatements okay. and uh, things like that, but not for... Um, Residential, okay. non-commercial property. So, what 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 you the advantage you get is you get to buy 
a $65 plaque yeah. to, <laughs> to put on your house. But yeah. again, it's just, oh, the, it's just yeah. the designation. It's it, it, great. It does protect it somewhat mm-hmm. because they'll, they'll uh, work to protect the property right. if, if things come up, you know, that yeah, the right. city or somebody else wants to redo the area or something, they'll, they'll protect the property. And the carriage house is also part of the National Register yeah, de- designation, too. That's so, uh, Well, thank you for all your work. I know well, it's your home, but it's really you're preserving it for yeah yeah. It's 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 a unique place to live, and I uh, couldn't imagine living anywhere else. Yeah. And uh, you know our children have grown up in it and just not take it for granted, but that's what they grew up with, and they right. don't see it as anything odd. Yeah, you know right. the uh, their their friends uh, very quickly when they came into the house would realize that you can run up the front stairs and then down the back stairs and around this, this big circle in the yeah, house. Right. <laughs> so, so that got to be a, a good game. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, right, right. And uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, oh. it's, uh, it's, a, um, it's a great place to live. Yeah, I'll bet. Well, thanks again. Well, thank you, Susan, for having me for this. I appreciate yeah. it. No problem. Thank you. I appreciate you listening to Clintonville On Call. I'd like to thank Brad Schwartz for walking us through the history of his home, its renovations, and its charm. I posted more information about some of the historical events that Brad mentions in his podcast on the Clintonville On Call Facebook page. Jamie Moriarty created the music for Clintonville On Call. If you want to hear more from this local artist, you can find him on Spotify under the initial J and then Moriarty. Thanks for listening.